Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, that we start on a very big edition of cheap heat with so much to cover in the next i have about an hour and five minutes before i have to do something so we have sug we have about an hour and change to get to it so without wasting any time i just want to tell you if you're out there right now and you're trying to start your hiring process and you have questions where are you going to find the good applicants what about their education experience you know how will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every single day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. All right, you can add a skills test to your job post so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right choice when you hire for your team. So post your job today at Indeed.com slash cheap heat and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's indeed.com slash cheap heat. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Now, I know you're thinking, who listening to Cheap Heat uh, is hiring people for jobs? I got to tell you, I'm amazed at the kind of people listen to Cheap Heat. It's every kind of person. Yeah, it is. It's actually a very cl- – for a wrestling podcast, I feel like some of the most high-end people that I know <laughs> – yeah. In the world of, 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 of entertainment. In the world. Not even in the world of entertainment. Yeah, just in, in the, the world. world. Uh, they're like, uh, when I'm like, oh, how are you aware of what I do? Um, part, I'm a peckerhead. I'm part of the Cheap Heat universe. Right. And, um, uh, man. A, a member of the Cheap Heat universe is running for president right now. That's a very good point. The Yang Gang. That's right. Oh, at least once was a member of the Cheap Heat universe. Yeah, it's true. We don't know. Now, right now, now, yeah, he might have followed Shoemaker. I'll be honest. He might have been too smart for us. Now, um, very interesting. You know what I found? We got to get to Mailbag this week. The, the the episode, there was a podcast problem last week. iTunes like didn't show it right away, recorded pretty late, and then the mailbag just went crazy in like the front half of this week. It was very strange. You notice that? I did not. 
Did, I thought you keep an eye on the emails. I, I try to. Oh yeah, they just, but you don't have them alert you when they come in? No. So you just see them randomly yeah, when you I, check? If, if my phone alerted me when emails came in, it would be a nightmare. So I haven't looked in the box in a while, cause I just saw how many were popping up. Yeah, it's just been like this steady run all week, and it felt quiet last week. Anyways, I love you guys. Appreciate the emails, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com, and of course, Rosenberg Radio or at Greg on Twitter, um, and we love uh, all the reviews and ratings and everything you can do wherever you get podcasts to blow it up, and um, we have a new producer on the show, Jackson, who has come on board after Troy, and hopefully we're going to work on some new promotional tools to use on social media which would be cool too because we've never really done anything except like check out the podcast <laughs> which has been effective it's been effective <laughs> but i'd like to find some new ways so hopefully jackson and i can get together and make some things pop sgg there's a lot I, I we can't spend a lot of time here um but it, it i would be we would be remiss to not talk about kobe bryant correct um it's just too culturally impactful to even though it's it's the end of the week now and i know a lot of people especially if you were deeply affected by this well i guess there's two camps there are those who were somehow not as affected as others which i i suppose they exist i know i've heard of them existing right and they're probably sick of hearing it and then there are the people who are deeply affected by it who in some ways are also sick of hearing it because it's been so hard but i still think that you know it's it, we got to spend a minute. You and I were both just saying as you walked in. It's Friday. This happened Sunday. Um, it's still hard to believe that Kobe Bryant is dead. Yeah, and like, like just like that. No build up. No, no nothing. Like we didn't. He wasn't sick. It just happened in an instant. In something that he did all the time. Yeah, I. I, it happened. I found out Sunday. I was. I went to an outlet to get some clothes, and I was happy. I, I, I was successful. A, the outlet didn't allow dogs in, and I snuck Bear in, and he chilled. Bear's so good. He literally posted up. I, I threw his little leash on something, and he just posted up like between clothes, just sitting there like <laughs> waiting. And I shopped for like twenty five minutes, and he was just watching me. And I was happy. I found a few things. They were cheap. You know, sometimes you go to the outlet. Yeah, and you're like, this isn't cheap. It's like five dollars less. Yeah, no, I came up. It was pretty good. Anyways, so I'm in a good mood, and I get this text from Ebro, who never leaves Twitter, and um, he saw very, very early, and yeah, because I got it from you, like oh, in our group chat. Yes, I told the group. That's the thing. I was I had two group chats that are active. I have my Michael Case. I have three group chats that are active in my life that I actually read the replies to. Um, I have a fourth one with friends that I stay like somewhat involved in, but I check out. Sometimes. You're the shoemaker of that group chat. I'm the, oh, one hundred percent. I'm the shoemaker of that group chat. <laughs> so I was active though. I'm always active in in, in Jew World Order, in the Ebro in the morning blue chat, which is messed up because it just it just excludes Shawnee Culture, who's green. Oh, so there's a green chat that no one posts in the green chat though. It's so foul. I feel terrible, <laughs> but it's it's what's happened. <laughs> So Shawnee ends up missing everything. It's horrible. Um, unless I send a, sp- I'm the only one who will include Shawnee and be like, you know what? Let me do something to the whole group. Um, so I have those two and then I have a Michael K show one. So Ebro sends it to the blue chat and I'm like, so when did Shawnee find out? If nobody told probably you? Tuesday. <laughs> oh no, so I, um, so I, I called Ebro right away and I was like, I don't, what did you just send? He was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's what I saw. I was like, but I don't understand. We literally barely talked and just said, I don't understand 
for about five minutes. And then I called a few other people that I'm close with that I was like, are you, what? And yeah, it like, I suppose I've accepted it to some degree now, but every time I look up and see him, I'm like, nah. Right. Right. I'm still at that phase of it of just like, this, this can't be real. Like, he's so, not, not possible. Like, I didn't know the man, but I still feel like they're going to pop up somewhere that, like, they have to, right? Not, it's, it's, well, no, I can tell you they're, they don't have to. they're affirmatively not going yeah, to. But I mean, and it's, and that part is what's, what's really, it's right. like, no, they're not. It's like he is, you know, and obviously I, I don't, in my world that I was in, there was a lot naturally and with very good reason of dwelling on Gianna and the children who died on board, which make it breathtakingly painful to think about. Yeah. I try to focus when I talk about it on Kobe simply because he is the person that I had a quote unquote relationship with through the television, right? Right. Um, the other tragedy to the whole thing of his daughter and her teammates and the teammates' and parents. parents. It's, it, you can't even, I don't even like, I guess I've had enough death in my life that I have tried to not even fully wrap my head around that. Right. Though the Gianna part of it is pretty hard to escape. I mean, it's, it's, it, it hangs over the whole thing. Um, but on a selfish level, I mean, those of you who follow me on social media know a month ago, Dipperstein and I were sitting right behind. I was taking pictures of him for a whole game. Yeah. I was sitting. We, we sat in the row behind Kobe and Gianna, not just him with his daughter. So for, I was in this double mind F of like, first of all, my level of attachment to him because of the amount of time Alexa and I stayed up watching that 10 p.m. game on Thursdays from the time we met in 05 till he retired and we went to his final game in Boston. Like, we were, even though I'm a Celtics fan, I was a Kobe fan separately. Like, a lot of people. I'm not, that's yeah. not unique. I was a Kobe fan. And then he was sitting right in front of me and I was like, oh, man. And I was just, me and Dip were talking about it. I was like, look at him. He looks great. You know, and I was like, you know, we were going back and forth. I was like, look at this life he's living. He's, he looks like he could still play. Yep. His, his kid is growing up and she's into it and they're so happy. He shook hands with every single person who came by. You know, you can't get on the floor that easily. So it was only people on the lowest level who right. could bother him. But when people did pictures, no problem. I weighed going to talk to him and like doing my Rosenberg shtick of like, Hey, I don't know if you know, remember me. I've interviewed you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? And this is, I'm like, I'll see him another time. There'll, there'll be a setting in which right. I'll be able to talk to him. I'm not bothering this man while he's sitting with his daughter watching the game. Let me just enjoy getting to watch him do this because he's such an icon. And yeah, you just, it's unfathomable. And then also the level to which the world stopped. You know, my dad, you know, it's big when your parents call. Yeah. My dad called. You were saying that Sunday. Yeah, my dad called. When 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 Pops calls about someone that he doesn't have any particular interest in, you know, and all week my dad has been sort of we've been talking about it every day. Um my dad is a news junkie, so like he and my dad's also a political junkie, not a sports junkie. And we had speculated a Goldstein and I were speculating on Sunday like what could you compare this to? Like where and Goldstein texted me in the morning and was like, after talking to people, 
the thing we came up with was uh, the closest thing was Princess Diana. And I was like, and then I thought about it. I thought that was an interesting comp, right? Because I do, I certainly remember where I was. And it was like, even though I wasn't connected to it, I remember being like, like the world stopped. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is crazy. But then as it went on, you know, and like Michael K was suggesting John Lennon, but in both, I don't know about John. I wasn't there though. Yeah. We weren't. I I, I can't tell you if the world stopped because I was, it was 1980. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I know it was a huge deal. I know they announced it on Monday Night Football. I know it was a huge deal. But as the week went on, my dad was like, this is my dad who's not into sports. My dad said the only time he could recall the world stopping like this was JFK. JFK. JFK is wild. And the reason I, I think that's important is because um, when thinking about the level to which he affected people, you know, the um, the Princess Diana... I'm just going to simplify this. I'm not saying there aren't American black folks who cared, but there are a lot who are like, oh, man, I, I mean, I know her, but like, whatever. Like, I'm not into me personally. I don't care about the royals like that. And I certainly and I'm from a pretty white upbringing. <laughs> right. Like, I know there were definitely people out there who were not into the royal thing who absolutely knew who she was, but held no connection whatsoever. Um. And with John Lennon, I would probably guess the same thing, that there are people who are like, oh, that's a bummer. He was a cool guy, but I'm yeah, not yeah. connected to it musically. And there are people like that for Kobe, but sports, unlike a British royal thing or a music genre thing, sports has no color or creed. It crosses every Everything. single boundary. So there may be people in all of those groups who don't care, but... There are huge numbers in every group, including Thailand and China and India, who all care. You know, so I really think in this country we've only felt anything like this. I think it probably was like JFK. He's losing a president. And my dad said that when JFK died, he died on a Friday, and he said the world shut down through Monday. Tuesday, people went back to school. They were off school on Monday. And Tuesday, television programming returned to regular programming. Now remember, at that point, there's three or four channels. Right. So and then they go to bed at like ten. So it's like- exactly. So so in 1963, when you say that we go back to regular programming, that means that besides the one news program a day, there's no more coverage on it. Yeah. You're watching Jackie Gleason or whatever. You're back to TV. So, and I don't know why I have the need to try to figure out when something like this has happened, but I guess it's just the fact that I was so overwhelmed by how i felt and how people that i know who aren't even into sports were hitting me like i don't know why this is hurting me so much right and that's the other thing too that i you see people's comments and i don't i don't think it was necessary for people to preface their comments with oh i'm not a kobe fan but you know i feel like people could have left no, that it, out. especially if you're talking in basketball terms fam i don't care yeah i was you, you i was never out. i was never a kobe guy but i'm like what you left who, that part yeah, out. It doesn't, or, or, or making it about other things but it's just like Everybody had at at least a paragraph or something to say about about how they they felt about him, how connected they were to him. Like everybody, it feels like everybody had a piece of Kobe, whether you realized it or not. Like there was a piece of Kobe. If if sports even touched your peripheral, yeah, and and I'm sure there are households where really like maybe they're academic kind of households where it's like really people don't watch sports; they go to opera and go listen to classical <laughs> right. music but if you're in a normal american or not even just american obviously okay. many other households yeah where people are kids are into 
sports and maybe the dad and in some cases the mom are into sports. There's just no way around it. You know, like how many, how many athletes are there that your parents or in my case, I can speak for you, Greg, but for me, like my mom only knows the biggest of athletes. That's it. Yeah, same. That's it. And the ones that I'm into. Actually, I don't think my mom knows any. Maybe she might know LeBron. She might have known Kobe. Oh, you, know, you haven't talked to her about it? No. I know I'm she, curious. I know she knew Michael Jordan, though. But yeah. So, like, there are people out there who know Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Brady, Tiger, yeah. Mike Tyson. You know, like, they, they have the 10 most famous <laughs> yeah. ones of the last 20 years. Kareem, you know, whoever the, these people might be. But yeah, Kobe was in that, in that place of cultural, just absolute cultural significance. And then when you really dig deeper down the rabbit hole and realize how really spend time, I always knew how Kobe, interesting Kobe was. I was a fan. Right. But then when it's, when he's gone, you're like, man, the international background. He was worldly. He was curious. He spoke all these languages. He was so smart. He was flawed. You know, he was human. A lot of times people think that the controversy, the allegations from Colorado would make him less connected to people. Not true. The, the, it may make some people not like him. It may, it may make some people question him. All valid. However, if you are a fan of his and you are someone who doesn't see things in black and white, but sees gray in people, in some ways it made you closer because you saw a guy who at the very least, we all know who at the very least made a huge mistake and cheated on his wife and was caught, etc. So like that up and down, yeah, it brings you closer than you might be with a Derek Jeter or a Michael Jordan who there was kind of nothing that you really knew about beneath the surface. But the Tigers... You know, the Kobe's, the Tyson's. Yeah, you watch them struggle through life. Those struggles, they may make them lose some people, but the people who they keep, it's a tighter connection in some ways. And I really feel for Los Angeles, you know, and anyone listening right now from Los Angeles, from Dip to Skyler to everybody else out in the, in Los Angeles, this loss is massive. Mm-hmm. In the, in the last five years when I've been going to LA a lot, I mean, I, Kobe comes up. He was coming up all the time. It's just he's culturally so part of it. Anyways, and just to just to bring it back to what we do, I mean, just to touch on how how impactful he was and how you know he transcended just the game of basketball. WWE Sunday night. Yes, they had a, a Kobe moment of silence. How often ago? How many times have they done that? I can't think of anyone that has gotten that. Like a non wrestling celebrity who never had anything to do with wrestling. I don't think Kobe ever even appeared at Raw, did he? No, I don't think he did. So, so I think the closest we got to Kobe Shaq at a Raw was no, not Shaq. What I was going to say was when they all wore Lakers jerseys. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the closest we Were got. Were they all wearing Kobe jerseys? No, I think they just had like the starting five. Okay. And then it was, was Lakers Denver, right? Yeah, and it was probably Cena wearing Cuz what was the story? Denver had a home, they didn't think that the Nuggets were going to make it, so they booked WWE, and then they made it into the playoffs and needed the arena, so they booted WWE. And then they went to LA instead. And I, I, they might have gone to LA instead, and then had like a Nuggets versus Lakers. And it was around match. Survivor Series or something. Nah, this was like around playoff time because so they like, did a five on five though, right? Yeah, it was a five on five. So, but yeah, I think Cena was wearing the Kobe. Yeah. So, and um, 
we were actually speculating and they did a nice job. Shout out to Cole and Graves who did a nice job with that moment. And I thought it was appropriate the way they did it. It was, it was tasteful. Um, we were all speculating that if Cena had come out at the rumble wearing the Mitchell and Ness Kobe, yeah, it would have been fire. Um, but man, rest in peace to Kobe and Gianna and who, and everyone else on board. What a horrible week if you were a human being. I mean, yeah. it was just an awful, and I know there are stories every week that are bad, but this one resonated with us and I'm sure a lot of you. And we said we would do it for a couple minutes and we are like now 20 minutes into the podcast. That's, I mean, this is, is this 24? Is this a good place to stop? No, we're not 24 yet, but we're at, hold on. I could be at 2024. No, we're past that too. Anyways, <laughs> we did our best. Um, so SGG, let's, let's kind of quickly go through the outside the ring stuff and really try to keep it quick. And then we'll get to the, the rumbles. The WWE is without a United States champion right now. Andrade was suspended for a wellness policy violation. Mm. It's his first one. So that means 30 days. Does people still doing that? That's still a thing, huh? Yeah. I mean, hey. We we don't know what it was. I'll I'll say I don't know what it was that got him, that put him on that radar for the wellness policy violation. Um, but yeah, he's out for thirty days. Damn, that's a bummer. That is. Um. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see. He'll be back soon. These ha- these things happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they didn't take the title off him, so. Yeah. So I, I guess they're just going to ignore it for a while. Yeah. So whatever his the plans were for him. You know what they those, should still be in place. Those plans for this moment, though. Stop yourself. That's right. They will be stopped. Just temporarily. AJ Styles injured at the Royal Rumble. Ooh. How it, bad? It seemed to be um, from the spear. So let's see. He says he suffered a shoulder injury during the men's Royal Rumble match, taking the spear from Edge. Um, He confirmed that his injury is a separated shoulder. Oh, he'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's very painful, but he'll be fine. <laughs> you know from experience. I do. That is, you were with me. <laughs> yeah. It's very painful, but AJ will be back in like two weeks. Yeah. I would be on the shelf for a year, but AJ will be back I was going to say, yeah, he'll be back soon. And then uh this one, I don't really know what this means for me as a wrestling fan. Um If you hold a WWE stock, it means that you might have lost some money last night, but WWE's co-presidents, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, have been... According to this headline, forced out of the company. Oof. And I, I mean, I'm be honest. I don't know. I don't know why we're supposed to care other than that they were WWE executives. I, I don't know what this means to me as the average fan. Oh, I don't think it's for the average fan to care about Greg, but you're a journal, you're a journalist. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. You're a journal. journal. I'm I'm no I just journalist. said you're a journalism, by the way, but you're a journalist. Uh, you're a journalist. professional. Journalist adjacent. Confirmed. Esque. Confirmed. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. journalist adjacent esque. In, in true journalist adjacent esque fashion, th- these are my thoughts on the subject. This is, this is big news in the wrestling world. I know it is. I don't know why I'm supposed to care, but because I know well, it's big I mean, news, listen, I mean, listen, here I am telling you about it. It's, Michelle Wilson has been the number two person for a long time. These people are, those two people are right there next to Vince in, in power position. So for the, for them to announce that the board is going a different direction after 10 years, it's significant. There are a lot of different thoughts on whether it was Vince who wanted to move on from that 
or whether it was the board members that wanted to move on, which from a political standpoint are two very different things. But yeah. I, but I don't know anything about it either. All I know is this though, you'll likely see an impact on stock and you know, you wonder what, what they cited basically going in a different direction. What are those different directions? Or were people not happy with where the stock was now? And so they wanted to do something to shake things up. Anyways, to your point, SGG, we won't spend a lot of time there because it's all speculation and we're not smart enough to really understand it anyway. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess if the stock is going to keep going down and you love wrestling, this is a good time to, to get in. But I mean, don't, don't take that as a stock tip either. So you want to jump into the rumble? Yes. I mean, obviously the number one thing to talk about when you talk about the Royal Rumble, SGG, is the fact that this happened. On this day, I Mage, by the way. Uh, it, it, it was the second biggest pop of the night from us. Well, of course, of course, the number one pop in this household was MVP. I mean. Who, by the way, announced that he's retiring. I know, I know. I feel very strange. I was, I was both so happy and then quickly so sad. Um, he didn't say retiring. He said it was his last match in WWE. Ah, uh, yes, that's a that's a very important distinction. So yeah, that is actually a pretty different thing, you know. Um, but let's let's stay on edge first. I want to give MVP a moment. So let's stay on edge for a second. First of all, um, what were your thoughts? Level of surprise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Level of surprise was a little bit lower than it should have been because at some point you know, the rumors had come out that he was playing and that he was ready to go, and so. Everybody, everybody thought it was going to happen if it happened at all at the Royal Rumble, and it did happen at the Royal Rumble. And so, you know, that speculation took a little bit of the of the surprise out of it. But um, I blame the fans on that one. We do this to ourselves. Our thirst for knowledge of things happening backstage cost us the really big edge surprise because WWE did nothing to tip their hand to it. No, they didn't. They did all us. And neither did Edge, by the way. He denied, 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 denied hard, as yeah. hard as he possibly could. So I, I agree with you. You know, the, 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 the dirts and the thirsty fans took a little bit of the starch out of it. However, didn't look like it took the starch out if you were in Houston. No. And that video I posted of people at a bar in England or wherever they were, <laughs> I was jealous. I wish I felt like that. I was excited. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Let me be clear. I think it was a very successful week. Um, overall, like between the comeback in the Rumble and the promo and the Raw moment, mm -hmm. I think it was a great success so far. And so I, I think that's the other big thing, right? Because when he came back, you know, every bump on his neck is you know, all scary. But then... This one. On this day, I'll be 
I think we know. Yeah, is it even a question? Did you enjoy how how my question about this week is how is it that I somehow still popped and in some ways was surprised by Randy turning on him? Like that worked somehow. Yeah. I, Isn't it the most obvious thing in the world? And yet I still was like, oh, RKO. Especially after Sunday, like Edge deserved it. He deserved it. He yeah, eliminated Ed, him. Yeah, he eliminated Randy. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought, and so, so, okay, so first of all, welcome back to Edge. Congratulations to Edge. I think this is good. I think it sets up, I, I am totally fine with a Randy Orton Edge match at Mania. Yeah. I think that is, I don't think they, if this is just an intro and they go somewhere else, I don't think they have to. I would sit right here. This is good. And, and my guess is, you know what my guess is? My assumption is Edge does what, a year? You think so? Less or more? I say less. Yeah, my assumption is it's a real comeback for a year or so. You think why? it's just one run up to Mania? Yeah, why? Why do more? He already got the Hall of Fame ring. I, I think he, I think he missed it. I think I think it's because he's like I, this didn't end the way I wanted. I want to wrestle with people. I think he wants AJ. I think he wants Daniel Bryan. I think I think he wants these people who have become stars. Maybe I could Edge I mean, and Roman. Edge and Roman is lit. I could see it go. I could see it both ways. But I mean, if if I were him, just think about it. Right, his last match already was a Mania victory for the world title. You, it, it, it is not. That that he won, by the way, he's retired as champ. It is not even remotely possible to go out better than that and then go right into the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, but you're you're thinking about it almost like real competition. You're you're thinking about it like, whoa, you, what a great way to go out. You guys, he was he thought he was in the middle. He just wants to perform more. Like, it's your art that you're gonna do until you can't do it anymore. Well, that's and, the problem with wrestling, though, right? Like, at some point, you have to stop. And yes, Edge didn't go out on his own terms, but he went out with you take away the injury, he went out about as good as a professional wrestler can hope to go out, right? But then if you let if you leave it to these wrestlers to go out on their own terms. But who was the final match with Del Rio? Who was it? Del Rio, yeah, I think it was Del Rio. I mean <laughs> Remember we were all Edge waiting for Del- Christian we were all waiting for Christian to turn on him and them to have a story. True. If it had been Christian at WrestleMania, I think it's like that was awesome. I worked with my best friend, I'm out. But but these wrestlers they don't retire either. That's can you believe it's been thing. nine years? By the way, no, nine years. I cannot. And he's forty six. I remember thinking he retired so young. So like you never know. But he wasn't that young. I mean, he was, no, was thirty seven. He was coming down the slope. He was on his way. It was the beginning of the downslope. He would have had another. It absolutely was. He probably would have retired a few years ago, two years ago, something like that. And instead, he was robbed right then. Here's the other thing too, right? He would have retired two years ago with about. A good five years of that being people like Edge again. Oh, I'm sick of that. Well, that's sort of the bonus is that now he comes back and you're like, oh, I want to hear this. On this day, I so I think though my and I could be totally wrong. I should have tried to get Ryan Satin or something on the show to see what he's heard or you know someone who knows more. My assumption would be he worked this hard for the comeback. You come back two months before Mania. It allows you to work one Mania. A nice year and then blow it off on the next mania. You get to work with everybody. You get to tour, go to all the cities again, say goodbye to everyone properly. Remember, he just disappeared. So 
Yeah, I, but why would he want to do? That's what I'm. What do you mean? I'm, why? This is his love and passion of his life. Why do you still talk about wrestling on this podcast that we don't make any money for? Well, I have nothing else better to do. Neither does Edge. <laughs> And Neither does Edge. I mean, let's just keep it real. He he does the Edge and Christian show when he does that. He pops up and does a little acting thing here and there. It's his love, and you're gonna have to be retired and just raise your kids for the rest of your life. If I'm this Edge, it. if I'm Edge, I'm working to Mania. Even if I sign like a year long contract or whatever, I want the Brock schedule. I want the big four, big five pay per views. And a handful some, of these. some Raws here and there. I'm not doing every week with well, the did, house. I don't shows. know about every week. I don't know about every week and house shows. I'm not doing all of that. You could do big house shows. You could do LA, New York, the big places you want to go. Yeah. Toronto, all the places you want to go. I'm doing 15 dates a year. Make them count. And I said, Mania's one. Oh, actually, Mania's, yeah, Mania's one. But also, you're, you're, you can't really apply our own perspective because what if he literally missed everything about it? He misses being on the road. He misses being with the boys. Like he just misses the whole thing and is like, I, I got a new, Bill of Health, I want to go through this experience for one year as a regular wrestler and then move on for the rest of my life. So here's the other thing then. When Edge was in the WWE, he captured every championship they had, plus King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, everything there was to do, he did it. Does he come back and then try to take more championships, like newer ones that weren't available? Like, Does he come back and go after the Universal Championship? Oh, it- I think he'll be in. Does he come back and like try to go into the title picture? I think he'll be in the title picture. And then add more to the collection. I don't know that he cares about adding to the collection, but because you have that many, it's like. He's, uh, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, I don't think he I cares. mean, honestly, though, if I, if it were me, you bring me back, give me, I, I'd pad up the collection a little bit. I'd take, I'd take one more. I mean, listen, I'm sure, I think he'll do, I think, I think the number one thing he probably wants is to work with people he hasn't gotten to work with. And, and then like people like Randy, people he, Wants to work with again. By the way, when he left, Randy was a different person. Yeah. That was nine years ago. Randy now is like a 40-year-old grown man. He was still kind of an a-hole nine years ago. Or so they say. I don't know. So the, yes. So I've heard. So, so they say. He so was, who do you, who, who's your top five edge matches now that he's back? If you're going to give him like a year's long proper builds in between for the feuds and all that, who do you, top five? Randy is one. That's, that's like the old school one I'd like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see the full RKO proper story blow off, and I think Randy needs it. Randy needs a great story here in this stage of his career. Um, AJ would be fun. You know, I love having like a guy who was a career TNA guy get to have his match. Cause same thing. He was up against Edge on TV every week, all losing, but he was there every week. So I'd like to see AJ and Edge. Um, I mean, I'd sort of be interested in Brock and Edge. I mean, it's a new thing for Brock. Like, I just think Brock doesn't have a lot of new things you can do with him. Um, Daniel Bryan would interest me. Yeah, that would interest me too. Um, Roman. I mean, Seth and Edge could be really good, you know, um, from a wrestling standpoint. Yeah, and Seth did threaten to break his neck a few years ago. So, I don't know. What about you? Any, 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 any different ones that aren't in that group? Different ones that aren't in that group. What about Adam Cole versus Adam Copeland? I mean, on the mic, that would be fire. In the ring, I don't know what it would look like, but I feel like KO versus Edge. Ooh. Montreal versus Toronto? Yeah, KO versus Edge would be good. Samoa Joe versus Edge. Yeah, another. that's an interesting one. Yeah. There's a lot. 
he's been gone for a long time. Like the entire company's different. Everything's different. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was cool. It was a, it was a neat moment. And now, um, did the, did the right person win the Royal Rumble? Well, in your eyes, men's and women's. I'm going to answer that question for you after I tell you about Bambi. All right. If you're running a business, and we know a lot of people listening to this show are, HR issues can kill you, all right? Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. On average, $70,000 a year, okay? Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. All right, with Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength, all right? So whether it's onboarding or terminations, whatever it is for your small business, Bambi will take care of you for $99 a month, month to month, no hidden fees, cancel any time, all right? You didn't start a new business because you just want to be dealing with HR problems. Let Bambi help you and get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash cheap right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash cheap heat and see what Bambi can do for you when it comes to HR. I mean, listen, we know people out here owning businesses. Like, look at the big cheap heat business we have. It's a free business, but a business nonetheless. Um, so did the right person win the rumble? Let's start with the women. Um, you know, I, I rewatched both. Okay, that's dedication. Because I really enjoyed the Rumble this year. I thought the men's was the best in years. The women's I thought was pretty solid too, actually. I like the I like the ones that we went to the one that we went to in Philly. That was fun too, but I like the end of the men's better. I thought Drew was a bigger surprise. Let me say let me start with the men's because I think it's easier. Yes. I think so. In terms of did the rumble accomplish something for the person who's in it? Yeah. One hundred percent. We've been waiting. Come on, everyone knows Drew McIntyre's talented. Everyone knows his look is mage. You know, I know Dip, who always seems to give guys with European accents a hard time. It's not his favorite thing. (laughs) But I think he's crazy. I think it was the perfect way to elevate Drew McIntyre. So I have zero problem with Drew McIntyre being on top after the Rumble. And Drew looks like a legitimate challenger to Brock. Like, not just a challenger, a threat. Yep. Now, granted, he got a huge help from Ricochet with the low blow. But I, I think he was he was prepared to to put hands and feet on Brock with or without Ricochet um, giving that low blow. I, I thought it was really well done. I thought he looked like kick ass and legit, and I thought it was it was awesome. He eliminated Roman to end it. Yeah, I mean, this is what he listen. He deserves his shot, man. He deserves his shot. I'm happy for Drew McIntyre. Um, Charlotte. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, I'd have to think about who it would be that I'd be like that person who really would have benefited. I'll say this. Charlotte is someone who you know is always going to be near the top. And right now, they've sort of been ignoring a lot of women, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of women who are just kind of stuck in no man's land. So it instantly bumps her up and makes her interesting again. So it ta- it's they're different, right? The Drew one is taking someone who you've been waiting to get hot and f- gives them a real shot. And with Charlotte, you're getting one of your big stars in the place they need to be right. for Mania. So I'm I'm cool with both, honestly. And you can trust her in that spot. I mean, I saw a lot of people complaining that it should have been this person or that person, but I mean, listen. If you watch that women's rumble, right? 
They only announced a handful of people going into the Rumble, and then you get the Rumble, and it's a lot of there's there there were people from the past, you know, as surprises. There were NXT people as surprises, and then you know Raw and SmackDown was mixed in. But then you really got to see just how much the women's division, at its capacity, almost is just like it's the whole thing. It's the it's everybody from the past, Raw, SmackDown, and just like. When you think about just Raw or just SmackDown, it's not that that much. And then when you think about who are the major players in just Raw and SmackDown, then it drops down even less. And so when it these, so when it's time for this, where are you going to go? Right, exactly. And these women too, they're covering a lot of ground, right? Because the women's division have been under a ceiling for so long that they they're going to have to circle back to these same few women, to the same few women every time they want to make history with something. So I will say this when, when I think about the women's rumble, though. Uh, let me start with, well, first of all, do we know what happened to Sasha Banks? Was she sick? Do we understand what happened? I, I do not know what happened to Sasha Banks. So she was sick, injured, so there's celebrating a, her birthday. So there's a question about where Sasha was in the card. She wasn't there at all. Very strange. But let's talk about what a, I think the biggest win for the night besides Charlotte was Bianca Belair. Oh, well, uh, absolutely. Massive moment. And interesting, they chose... Not to use Rhea. Rhea wasn't in it, was she? Well, I mean, she's the champion, though. She shouldn't have been in it. So the, but I mean, you never know. I guess you're right. But but no, no, but think about it. She could have chosen to face someone from Raw or SmackDown. True. With how hard they've been pushing her, would that have been a big surprise? True. But also now Charlotte can choose to go back and, and be a two time NXT women's champion. That'd be fire. When's she telling us next week? I don't know when. She tried to tell us on Monday and I got interrupted. So I could see this being a thing that gets... Meanwhile, Drew came right out with it in 30 seconds. Yeah. But um, that's a good point, Greg. Her against her calling out Rhea would be amazing. Like her being like, you know what? I've had my matches with Bailey. I've had my matches with Becky. I want Rhea Ripley. Now, it might be too soon, but it would be very cool. And But but I will say, as a result of Rhea not being in it, it really allowed... Bianca to have the NXT spot. Right. She was in there for a long time. It was her, her and Alexa Alexa Bliss, Bliss, I think eliminated what the first 10 people. Yeah. Something like that. And by the way, so I I enjoyed that. I thought it was a good run and and also it's a good setup for a future story between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. Well, it showed that they can work together too, which I think is important for people to realize just what they can do. Cause I mean, Alexa Bliss, when she was in NXT, was slept on, and now she's made it to a place where, you know, she's trusted and respected in the ring. And I think the same thing has been happening to Bianca Belair, where she was being slept on, and now she's right up there. So I thought that was very cool for both. Um, Chelsea Green had her debut. A lot of NXT well, women came up. <laughs> Beth Phoenix is here listed as an NXT talent. Which I find. Oh, hard. that, that is interesting. And by the way, Beth Phoenix got busted open. Yeah. The hard way. Back yeah. of her, back of her head was just a bloody mess. I don't know if she ended up, do we know if she ended up getting stitches or something? I do not know. But yeah, she, she, her, the back of her head slammed against the ring post was not ideal. Um, and, uh, anyways, a very enjoyable match, but I loved the layout of the men's match. I really did. I thought the Brock thing at first, we were like, what's going on? And then as it went on, mm-hmm. I really got into it. And I like how it built up a little bit too. Like, you know, 
no disrespect to Elias and, and uh, you know, but the weaker competitors did come out first and just got fed to Brock. You know what? That's a good point. It was a good way to get rid of people that you knew had no chance. Yeah. You know, Eric Rowan. I'm sorry. Like, and, and, and just, it was unique. Yeah. That's never been done. What was it? 13? It was like 10 before they, like he got jumped <laughs> at one point. But then he kept going. Yeah. Because then he got rid of the New Day. Yeah. You know, like he kept going. They they found a way. It, okay, it wasn't what I wanted, which was the Brock face turn. You know, we got something else. But we did get something really cool and different, and it, it set up. It made the second half of the match. Mm-hmm. I think it was through 15. Yeah, he eliminated the first 13 people. Drew McIntyre was number 16. Ricochet was still in the ring. And uh those were the two. So you're halfway through the Rumble. Yeah. So they end up narrowing the whole thing, and it makes it a different match. Like, it just was well done. It was just a unique, well-done thing. And then to see Drew get the elimination was shocking. Very much so. And, and to see Brock lay out for, like, a good five minutes. Brock's good, man. I, I know I've given him a hard time at different points. He can bump, too. Yeah. Like, even the way he takes the kick and goes over the top. Like, Brock's a good wrestler. He went over the top head first. Like, he just dove out. He's, Brock is really good. I don't always love what they're doing with this story. And I, as you guys know, I get a little bit worn out of it being the screaming Paul and Brock. Like, it's gotten a little bit old, and so I can give him a hard time. From a talent standpoint, beyond how big he is, we always talk about what an athlete he is. He's a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. And he doesn't get enough credit. Because, I mean, listen, he's not the best on the mic, but he also doesn't get enough credit for bringing, like, all the aspects of good wrestling into the into his talent pool. No, he does a lot. He really, he's he's special, and he, he really got to put it on display um, the way this match was laid out. He really yeah. got to, it was, it was cool. And, boy, I mean, you talk about a pop and a surprise. I mean, for me, personally... The, I have thought, how many times, SGG, have we sat on this year's show and talked about the possibility of MVP coming back? All the time. All I mean, the time. it's come up so many times, it's almost gotten like, well, I'm not going to bring that up anymore because I feel like an idiot, you know? And so, even, in, even when speculating the other day about, you know, who was possible, to to come back, I at no point, I at no point was thinking it could be MVP. Nope. It just wasn't a, a possibility for me. Houston, Texas, okay. Still. Yeah, I thought Booker T or like, especially with the revival, sort of, you know, picking on Booker T at the last pay-per-view, I thought they were going to go in that direction a little bit. We finally got it. There it was. No, I wanted the TikTok. We did not get the full TikTok. And I would, I would have liked the little bouncy house they used to make for. Yeah. But instead, we just got this. So SUG, I couldn't really hear it because we all started screaming. I mean, legitimately, the entire room started going crazy. It actually took me a second to even register that it was happening. Same. I heard it and I was like, I know that song. Right. I was like, wait, where do I know this from? And then I heard, I'm coming. And I looked at you respectfully. I, I heard, I heard the, the 
opening line of MVP's theme song. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the opening line of MVP's theme song. And then I looked at you. Well, that's, that's, and, not, it, and it looked like I was living out the beginning of the theme song. <laughs> yes. And then, and then, like you said, the, the whole room erupted. Oh, we went crazy. Everyone, everyone in that room loves him so much. So, uh, it was, I wish, I wish we'd known. I wish it was one of those things that was filming. Cause like it, we, it yeah. was so I, I, bear started barking. I, I like, <laughs> shoot. I went crazy. So, and then MVP ends up having a match. Uh, he has, he goes, he has a little moment with Ray Mysterio with Brock. He has the, you know, in there for a minute and then he gets eliminated. Then the next day he comes back and has the match with Rey Mysterio. Pretty two segment match. Yeah, and the the whole thing made this feel very like throwback, like a throwback rumble, right? MVP comes in, he's staring down Brock, gets eliminated by Brock, and then Drew McIntyre wins the rumble, and then the next night you have MVP versus Rey Mysterio on Raw. It's like what years what year is all of this happening in? It's it's true. And um they had a nice little match on on Raw. They did. Um and then he announced on social media, because there were a lot of rumors that he was signing. And he has said that was his last match in WWE. Didn't say he was retiring, but said, it's, I, I hope he's still working us. I hope so too. It, I mean, it would be tight if he went on a little run. I really think there's a lot, you know, he, listen, he's 46 years old or also, same age as Edge, but he's been working. The, he has more mileage. Yeah. He's worked the whole time though. Um, although Edge started younger, I mean, MVP was in jail. So Edge took a nine-year break. Too. But Edge is coming off of a nine-year break. So, you know, Edge had a freshness to his step for sure. Um, but either way, I'm not going to be greedy. I, at this point, never thought I'd see him in the ring again, for sure. Same. Never considered a Royal Rumble moment for MVP at this point. Me either. When, when they've done the Raw reunions and he just pops up in a card game or they do the SmackDown anniversary and he's not even in it, which he should have been. Like, he definitely should have been in the SmackDown. So once that happened, I, I was like, they're just not on the same page. Now, now, now that he came back and had a good moment, by the way, so when I could hear it, cause we were too loud, when I went back and watched again, he got a pop at the Rumble. Of course. He got a big pop at the, more than his pop on Raw, actually. His pop at the Rumble was. That was that hometown pop. It was dope. It was really dope. And his, his son got to see him. It was awesome. So. Uh, congratulations to my friend MVP on a really cool moment. I was super excited about it. Um, I, I, I texted him this morning to see if he'd come on here. Maybe we'll get him on next week. I know he did after the bell with Corey this week, so I'd love to get him on soon to talk. Um, so SGG, we've talked the rumbles. Um, I gotta, I gotta answer, we gotta answer some mail today. Yeah, we, let's, let's get into it. Um, cause there's been so much mail. Uh, the one note I'll say, there were some entertaining things on, AW this week and uh the most interesting thing that happened though is that Britt Baker just crushed Jim Ross in a promo this week yeah I mean as you know I'm in and out on AEW so I completely missed that segment but you were telling me that she she went after the barbecue sauce it was something along the lines of um hold on Ryan sat Ryan sat and quoted it I know that and then I went back and watched it because I actually missed that segment too the barbecue sauce did not deserve the, like. No, it wasn't. The problem is trying to go back to find a Ryan Satin tweet since two days ago. There could be ninety thousand tweets between now and then. Um, but it was. She went as 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 we say. She went up and in. It was, <laughs> you know, and and this it gets into an interesting question about you know are the promos scripted or not? Britt Baker called Jim Ross quote. 
a sloppy barbecue salesman who can't even get their names right. So, yeah, that, that's going up and in. Now, it just makes you wonder, JR all good with that? Had that been discussed? Or is that something she just does? My guess is it had been discussed, but, you know, you have to imagine that the while these things are going to happen, some of JR's mistakes are probably not something he would want to highlight particularly. Right. You know, we know it's something that's happened. So it, the fact that Britt Baker said in a promo, pretty cool. If you look, if you look at it from the perspective of it's something they decided to do, I respect it. I respect kind Same. of being like, this is happening. We know this has happened and we're going to lean into reality, but an interesting moment nonetheless. I'm okay. I'm so curious about how much was approved beforehand. Like, did they run it by him or did they just say like, she's going to say something, she's going to mention you, but just go with it. Well, be completely scripted. Like they either way, be. obviously, Brit subscribes to this. Welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. Shoot arrow life. You all gotta respect it. So respect it. let's see here. Mail. Um, I'll start with uh, Sean, who writes us. Um, the subject is Edge versus Everyone. R.I.P. Kobe. Fellas gonna keep it short and sweet. I got goosebumps and chills watching Edge come face to face with all the new blood in WWE. Edge versus Roman Reigns, Spear versus Spear, Edge versus Seth Rollins, the ultimate opportunist versus the Messiah, Edge versus AJ Styles, you get the picture. Which WWE NXT superstar are you most looking forward to Edge possibly facing? And the beauty is we already covered that, so but I wanted to get to your message. <laughs> um some after rumble thoughts from Mail. Michael, he says number one, R.I.P. Kobe. Two, Asuka and Kyrie are great, Pete. They're just the ultimate Japanese edge ladies, hence the great green paint and troll da- troll town behavior. Caught myself a pink Kabuki Warrior shirt right after that match and an LWO classic for a dollar. What? I guess they were doing a buy one, get a second for a dollar. That's the thing they do pretty regularly, Greg. Yeah, but an LWO classic, though? No, no, I mean, it's not. A, it's a classic reissue. But I mean, still. They- okay. I mean, but they do. They, they, they have pretty good deals going on at that you shop. You would never catch an NWO shirt for a dollar. Really? I don't think so. No, no, any. It'll do buy one, get any shirt for a dollar. Oh, wow. Come on, SGG. I thought you're, you are the physically cheap. You gotta pay attention. <laughs> That's a damn good deal. He said the men's rumble was I. It started off so interesting, then went into rumble cruise control after Keith Lee and Braun got dumb and forgot Brock was in the ring. It reminded me a lot of the punk rumble when he was all mansoned out and that, and that started so amazing. My mark ass fell for the old look. It's going to be different. Psych swerve again, I guess. See, but I, I disagree with you because I think it was different. I did too. Um, one time for my dog, a small pecan mix ate like four or five chicken wing bones when my friend was staying at my house and left them on the table where said dog hopped up and ate some. I think as a dog, I would enjoy not having to be fed raw pumpkin to pad my poop to ensure a chicken bone remnant didn't cut my intestines up. But then again, I'm thinking as a human here. So I believe Greg may be onto something here based on dogs loving not only delicious chicken, but crunching up bones. Greg, I'm here for you, man. Thrill of his life. I told you this. I told you this again on Sunday. You were, you're still, you don't have it. You a, saw, you saw how much love Bear showed me when I had the chicken in my hand. He would do that if you had literally any <laughs> food. He would do it for a carrot. He loves carrots. I'm telling you, number one is the hot dog. It's so easy to eat. You know how many he had? So he had this? a full, Greg, one wing, he had a plate of miniature hot dogs. Yo, there's a Grace papaya right there. The next time I come by, 
You want to hold? You want to lay down one hot dog? I'm gonna. I'm gonna and test one these hot piece hot... of chicken. Yes, and see what he goes to first. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make it a boneless chicken, so that way we don't. Have no, to no. I like this idea. We will actually do this. I'm gonna make this a boneless wing, so that we don't have to. You know, if enough people no tweet risk. us, if enough people tweet us at Rosenberg Radio <laughs> Sack Guy Greg, and say and say that they want to see the hot dog chicken showdown, hashtag hot dog chicken I'm showdown. Gonna, we're gonna. You then, gonna... then we'll have bear, and 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 he deserves it. You know, every yeah. blue moon. And I won't be able to give him the full dog. I'll cut a half dog. So, and but this is how we got to do it, though. You got to hold him back. I'm gonna set the dog on one side, the chicken on the other side, and I'm gonna step back. You let him go, do what he got, and which the first one he chooses. That's the is answer. The one that's the and champion. It settles debate. <laughs> this settles will be, okay. It. We'll see how many people. If people want it, I may have to do it. If the if the people want it, we have to give them what they want. Absolutely. Male. Scott says, "Hey, sweet Pete and the Statless one. A couple thoughts after watching this year's Rumble. Are there more women wrestling in NXT than Raw and SmackDown? A good question. Is Bailey trying to be Shayna Baszler, or is it the other way around? Regardless, do we really need two of them? Um, that's an interesting thought. Are the writers struggling so much for stories and talent that they have to use Asuka with a story? Excuse me, that ties up two championships. It's not even a great storyline. Do you think it's time for WWE to have standalone show dedicated to women's wrestling? That's that's a good question, man. It's what Greg alluded to earlier. There's so much talent, but when you look at the two shows, how much talent gets used? Right. It's, it's tough. It's a good, that's a very good question. And I'll be honest too. I mean, that would be, I would prefer that because then you can have just one women's championship, one women's tag team champion, maybe a women's undercard title and just consolidate the whole thing. But then like, but then who wrestles on the, you still got to decide who pops up on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, Greg, separate is inherently unequal. It is inherently unequal. And, you know, you, the the risk is that it becomes like a 205 Live, but I, I don't think... Th- I'd be into it, though. They have too many... I would be into it, too, but they have too many titles, man. We need one world champion, one world tag team champion. Let everybody have a mid-card title they can go for. Consolidate these belts. Freddie says, I just felt like bringing it up. Is Roman Reigns the most selfless top guy since Sting? I see this dude do the favors for another guy that could easily take his spot at another Rumble, and I can't help but feel like this would never happen with Hogan or Cena in their prime. Um, I don't want to have fanboy goggles on here, but I can't imagine Hogan being in the same spot and doing the same thing. I got to tell you, he's a very generous guy. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Cena squashed the Nexus when veterans were telling him to take the L. Uh, let's see. Someone writes and says there's... Okay, I'm not going to get to that one right now. I appreciate it. Royal Rumble with Cheese. It's a good name for a email. Mail. He said he's been listening since pre-SGG. I enjoyed the Rumbles. The in-between matches were fine, but after you watch a show like NXT World's Collide, it's hard to get up for the WWE style of wrestling. Remember Bailey and Sasha and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn? I bet they pine for those days. Um, I hear you, man. I didn't even finish all of World's Collide. And by the way, we didn't mention the we always talk commentary here. They have swapped back to Tom Phillips and oh, Byron yes, Saxton on Raw. Have. And you guys and know. Jerry the King is still there. King is still there. I, you guys know I love Vic Joseph. Um, I think very highly of him as a person and a talent. This is the right move though. You know, I, I, and I really do think Vic did a great job. I think he was put in a very tough spot. They started Vic Joseph and Dio Madden, uh, brand new. It was, I, we didn't even know who Dio Madden was. Okay. Right. And that's us. So it was a very tough spot. 
then they end up going to him and King and um, different variations, Samoa Joe, Tom and Byron felt bigger. It yeah. felt like the, it felt like a main. Can I tell you? I watched all of Raw Monday. I watched all three hours. Oh, wow. It was a f- complete show, and it moved along. And I don't think it's coincidence that it was Tom and Byron. I think it. They have cachet, and I gotta say this too, man. Tom and Byron don't need Jerry. They don't. They don't. Yeah, I think Byron does give you. He's an ex wrestler. Obviously, he's not Jerry the King Lawler in that regard. But he's a baby face. <laughs> he's barely an ex wrestler. He's ex wrestler Jace, but he's an athlete. Jace esque. Well, well I thought he, but he was a wrestler, no? He wrestled in NXT for like what two seconds? Boom, perfect. What about Graves? Graves had a title run, but I mean, then was an indie wrestler. Forget it. Bad comparison. Yeah. But you get the idea. The point is, the he he understands it, right? He's actually taken bumps. You have a guy who has yes. taken bumps, and then he also is the classic baby face. You know, I, what I like about Byron is that old school baby face feel. Now, if you're going to have a third person, I believe that person, wait for it, needs to be a heel. Because Agreed. Tom, cause Tom's a super straight ahead baby face commentator. So listen, I'm going to keep it positive and just say, I wish Vic the best wherever they end up using him. I'm sure they'll keep him in a different capacity, but I really think that for Raw sounding big, this is a good step. It's, it makes sense. And I, you guys always know I felt Tom got the raw deal, no pun intended. Yeah. Back I, then. So. I did too. Um, all right. I got a wrap here. There's so many more though. Um, Rosenberg, I've been a fan since the beginning. I just made a shirt I've been thinking about making for years. Picture attached. Do you want one? M- 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 mail. Let's take a look at this picture. <laughs> <laughs> No one would understand what it means. It's the Run DMC style cert instead of Run DMC. It says Adj Ace. (laughs) It's pretty mage though. uh, The the funny part about that shirt is how many people will not get it. No one would get it. It's like a DJ Ace. But by the way, the Run DMC idea, first of all, thank you, man. I appreciate this, um, Paul. But don't you think the Run DMC style shirt should be like mage and something? Yeah. Like mage, mage. Or major. Major. Mage yeah. and or, cause that works double. Now you're getting mage and major. Yeah, now you're onto something. Alright, Paul, make another shirt. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. And, and he'll take both. And I will take both as soon as they're done. Um, last one. Mail. Um, let's see. Where do I go last? There's so many here. Well, someone wants to know about Barrios and Wilson being out. Okay, I'll do Greg, or his G. Ortega, who says, Hey, I've got this idea. Say we do the Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre at Mania, and we all know how much fans want to see CM Punk back. Say CM Punk comes back at Mania, but interferes and is back to being a Paul Heyman guy. That would be the ultimate Vince giving the finger to the Smarks, as he has done in the past. What do you think of this idea? Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Um, Geo. I, I I don't think the way to bring him back, if you were going to have him do a run in surprise, it should have been in Chicago. Yeah. I think that if he appears at Mania, well, at the same time, though. That should, role, though, because I mean. Because then the next day, so he's going to get cheered, though. So you're saying like he interferes. 
Does he interfere on behalf of Brock? I think that's what he's suggesting. Oh, and now they're together? I think it would be better if he interfered against Brock. Same. And he was a Heyman guy and Brock was out. Yeah, I like that. And now you make Brock a baby face. Now, granted, Punk's going to get cheered for a little while, but he could... If anyone absolutely turn that around. If anyone in the world can turn their face cheers into hate, it's CM Punk. So it's an interesting thought. SGG, I want you to do me a favor. I'd like you to stay mage. I'd like you to enjoy yourself. Take it easy, man. And I'd like you to take it easy, man. And um and on this one we'll also say R.I.P. Kobe. Yes. It's professional wrestling. Professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 mage.